Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast, where we are in a very exciting moment. It's all about the kickoff. Now, I think there's three discussion prompts here in yesterday's conversation, and one of them, I'm really confused, is it, what, is this one of those chapters where they're split in different parts, depending on what version of the book you have? Because the last discussion prompt doesn't seem uh, doesn't seem relevant to this chapter. It's almost like a spoiler. So I'm really sorry if that discussion prompt spoiled the next chapter for you. Anyway, I'll leave that out of the discussion on the, on the podcast at the very least. But Anatole seems to be taking his forthcoming eloping scheme somewhat seriously in his chapter. Do you think this is all posturing? I think he's I think he's serious. I don't know why he's suddenly... Like, he's a, he's a real playboy, isn't he? He sleeps around all over the shop. But this for this one, he seems very serious. Like, he wants to actually marry her. I'm sure he doesn't want to marry everyone he has a little fling with. And he certainly doesn't want to steal them away from the family and run away and elope with them. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think... To some degree, it is posturing, or even like a bit, he's like showing off, kind of, like showing off how far he'll take it. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. It's hard to get in Anatole's head. The big warm coat being prepared for the runaway Natasha is a genius move. They also have a servant acting as a mole inside the house. Does Dolokhov have experience in these matters? Because he's a total pro at this stuff, it would seem. I think it's really funny that he knew down to that detail, like... Um, if she has the chance to try to say goodbye to her parents or family, she's going to get cold. And so you need the warmest coat. You need to deny her any chance to like stop and say goodbye. You just need to get her out of there, keep her warm. And he knows that. And I think it's hilarious that he knows that. Kara Kikas says, It might be wishful thinking, but I'm hoping once the moment has passed, the romantic sheen of this affair will fade for Natasha and she will forget about it, Anatoly. Dolokhov does seem to be a pro at this. I think he had second thoughts because he thought he could lose a fun companion, not out of any smidgen of morals. Yeah. (laughs) Now, uh, I'm hesitant to keep reading these comments because of the spoiler discussion prompt, and I'm worried there's going to be a spoiler comment. Um, So I'll read one more, and then let's just keep going. We're at a pretty exciting point of the book, so... I think everyone wants to keep reading. Four Lost Souls in a Bowl says, Everyone's talking about his plans, and I'm sitting here wondering how the hell to pronounce Belaga's cry to the horse to prue. Yeah, weird uh, horse call. There's a few weird horse calls out there in in literature, and that's one of them. To prue. To prue. To prue. Anyway, good observation. Let's read chapter... What are we doing? 18 goes like this. Maya Dmitrievna, having found Sonia weeping in the corridor, made her confess everything, and intercepting the note to Natasha, she read it and went into Natasha's room with it in her hand. You shameless good-for-nothing, she said. I won't hear a word. Pushing back Natasha, who looked at her with astonished but tearless eyes, she locked her in, and having given orders to the yard porter to admit the persons who would be coming that evening but not to let them out again, and having told the footman to bring them up to her, she seated herself in the drawing-room to await 
the abductors. When Gabriel came to inform her that the men who had come had run away again, she rose, frowning, and clasping her hands behind her, paced through the rooms a long time considering what she would do. Towards midnight, she went to Natasha's room, fingering the key in her pocket. Sonia was sitting, sobbing, in the corridor. Maya Dmitrievna, for God's sake, let me into her, she pleaded. But Maya Dmitrievna unlocked the door and went in without giving her an answer. Disgusting, abominable, in my house, horrid girl, hussy. I'm only sorry for her father, thought she, trying to restrain her wrath. Hard as it may be, I'll tell them all to hold their tongues and will hide it from the Count. She entered the room with resolute steps, Natasha lying on the sofa, her head hidden in her hands, and she did not stir. And she was in just the same position in which Maya Dmitrievna had left her. A nice girl, very nice, said Maya Dmitrievna, arranging meetings with lovers in my house. It's no use pretending. You listen when I speak to you. And Maya Dmitrievna touched her arm. Listen when I speak. You've disgraced yourself like the lowest of hussies. I treat you differently, but I'm sorry for your father, so I will conceal it. Natasha did not change her position, but her whole body heaved with noiseless, convulsive sobs, <clears throat> which choked her. Maya Dmitrievna glanced round at Sonia and seated herself on the sofa beside Natasha. It's lucky for him that he escaped, but I'll find him, she said in her rough voice. Do you hear what I'm saying or not? she added. She put her large hand under Natasha's face and turned it towards her, but both Maya Dmitrieva and Sonia were amazed when they saw how Natasha looked. Her eyes were dry and glistening, her lips compressed, her cheeks sunken. Let me be. What is it to me? I shall die, she muttered, wrenching herself from Maya Dmitrievna's hands with a vicious effort and sinking down again into her former position. Natalie, said Maya Dmitrievna, I wish for your good. Lie still. Stay like that. Then I won't touch you. But listen, I won't tell you how guilty you are. You know that yourself, but when your father comes back tomorrow, what am I to tell him, hey? <clears throat> Again, Natasha's body shook with sobs. Suppose he finds out on your brother and your betrothed. I have no betrothed. I have refused him, cried Natasha. That's all the same, continued, continued Maya Dmitrievna. If they hear of this, will they let it pass? He, your father, I know him. If he challenges him to a duel, will that be all right, hey? Oh, let me be. Why have you interfered at all? Why? Why? Who asked you to? shouted Natasha, raising herself on the sofa and looking malignantly at Maya Dmitrievna. But what did you want? cried Maya Dmitrievna, growing angry again. Were you kept under lock and key? Who hindered his coming to the house? Why carry you off? As if you were some gypsy singing girl. Well, if he had carried you off, do you think they wouldn't have found him? Your father or brother or your betrothed? And he's a scoundrel, a wretch, that's a fact. He's better than any of you, exclaimed Natasha, getting up. If you hadn't interfered, oh my God, what is it all? What is it? Sonia, why? Go away. And she burst into sobs with the despairing vehemence with which people bewail disasters they feel they have themselves occasioned. Maya Dmitrievna was to speak again, but Natasha cried out, Go away, go away. You all hate and despise me. And she threw herself back on the sofa. Maya Dmitrievna went on admonishing her for some time, enjoining on her that it must all be kept from her father, and assuring her that nobody would know anything about it 
If only Natasha herself would undertake to forget it all and not let anyone see that something had happened. Natasha did not reply, nor did she sob any longer, but she grew cold and had a shivering fit. Maya Dmitrievna put a pillow under her head, covered her with two quilts, and herself brought her some lime flower water, but Natasha did not respond to her. Well, let her sleep, said Maya Dmitrievna, as she went out of the room, supposing Natasha to be asleep. But Natasha was not asleep. With pale face and fixed wide open eyes, she looked straight before her. All that night she did not sleep or weep, and did not speak to Sonia, who got up and went to her several times. Next day, Count Rostov returned from his estate near Moscow in time for lunch, as he had promised. He was in very good spirits, the affair with the purchaser was going on satisfactorily, and there was nothing to keep him any longer in Moscow, away from the Countess, whom he missed. Maya Dmitrievna met him and told him that Natasha had been very unwell the day before, and that they had sent for the doctor, but they that she was better now. <clears throat> Natasha had not left her room that morning. With compressed and parched lips and dry fixed eyes, she sat at the window uneasily watching the people who drove past and hurriedly glancing round at anyone who entered the room. She was evidently expecting news of him and that he would come or would write to her. When the Count came to see her, she turned anxiously round at the sound of a man's footstep and then her face resumed its cold and malevolent expression. She did not even get up to greet him. "'What is the matter with you, my angel? Are you ill?' asked the Count. After a moment's silence, Natasha answered, "'Yes, ill.' In reply to the Count's anxious inquiries as to why she was so dejected and whether anything had happened to her betrothed, she assured him that nothing had happened and asked him not to worry. Maya Dmitrievna confirmed Natasha's assurances that nothing had happened, from the pretense of illness, from his daughter's distress, and by the embarrassed faces of Sonia and Maya Dmitrievna, the Count saw clearly that something had gone wrong during his absence, but it was so terrible for him to think that anything disgraceful had happened to his beloved daughter, and he so prized his own cheerful tran tranquillity that he avoided inquiries and tried to assure himself that nothing particularly had happened and he was only dissatisfied that her indisposition delayed their return to the country. Alright, there we go. Another chapter down for you. Um... Yeah, cool, sorry. I'm just skimming back over the previous chapter. It's really weird, like they were about to leave and then it kind of cut to after it had happened. Right? They'd been intercepted. Weird, it's weird how that worked. Alright, anyway, I'm confused. Have your say about it over on the subreddit. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the tomorrow side of the day. What?